what I'm going to share with you, I just want to ask you just something that will help you to reflect. Then you can think about what I'm going to share with you. But we're just going to share as a family. It's day to celebrate today as we celebrate our end of year function. So we're going to do it in a family way. But I just want to ask you a question that would help you reflect. <clears throat> Have you ever noticed that sometimes there are people who get into trouble when they were not supposed to be in trouble, but just because they were in the wrong company? I'm asking a question. Have you ever noticed that there are some people who sometimes land in trouble not because they had to be in trouble, but just because they were in the wrong company. Some people even get killed in what is called a mistaken identity. You find that they were looking for somebody among that group, and then they find that other person. You've noticed that, isn't it? You know that, isn't it? So I want you to think of that and think, if danger come, can come by association, blessing can also come by association. Amen. 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 If danger can come by association, blessing can also come by association. In other words, you just happen to be with the right group of people. And then blessings, when blessings are coming over there, they end up getting you also. You get that? So I'm saying take the first scenario I gave you, the bad one. And then think of that in the same way, the person who gets in trouble or the person who gets killed in that scenario didn't, was not really the person they were looking for. Okay? They were looking for that one, but just because you were there, then you got it. So similarly, if blessings are looking for this pastor and you found to be nearby, you also in Amen. with it. Amen. 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 So I want you to think of this, and I'm going to give scriptures for you to back up what I'm saying. Amen. First, I just want to make it real and practical to you, just like Jesus used to use parables to teach, because people can easily understand things that are associated with them. So today I want us to talk about blessing by association. Blessing by association. There are some blessings that you work for, some blessings that you pray for, some blessings that, whichever way that you get them, but there are some blessings that come just because you are connected with the right kind of people. Amen. Amen. So let's go to Psalms 133, verse 1 to 3 in the Amplified. Mr. MJ or somebody who has it who's supposed to read for us. Psalms 133, 1 to 3. Behold, how good and how pleasant it is for brothers to dwell together in unity. Okay, think of this first. It says it's good when brothers dwell together in unity. Or brethren dwell together in unity. When we are united like that and we are one, it's good. Okay. It is like the precious oil of consecration poured on the head, coming down on the beard, even the beard of Aaron, coming down upon the edge of his priestly robes, 
consecrating the whole body. Okay, I want you to think of that. It says it is like oil on the head of Aaron, running down his beards, running down his garments, his skirts, and going throughout the whole body. So obviously, if the oil was poured here, and you are somewhere here, or you are somewhere here, as it flows, it will come through you. Amen. Continue. It is like the dew of Mount Hermon, coming down on the hills of Zion, for there the Lord has commanded the blessing, life forevermore. Amen. It says it is like the dew on lofty Mount Zion, Mount Hermon, and coming down to the hills of Zion. So it starts from there, and it flows down. And it says, there the Lord command blessing. You hear that? So it says, there the Lord has commanded the blessing. So it means the Lord has commanded a blessing, and when that blessing is moving, going there, it will flow. Amen. Tell your neighbor, I'm glad to be part of this family. Because the blessing that flows in this family is my portion. Amen. Amen. I want you to understand that because it's very crucial. You will start understanding even why we always want to be associated with Abraham. You know that. You guys like saying, Abraham's blessings are mine. They're only mine by association. Abraham's blessings are mine but it's mine by association. If you are associated with Abraham, then Abraham's blessings are yours. Amen. 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 So in other words, you benefit because you are associated with that person. It's the same way, let's go to Matthew chapter 10, verse 41 in the voice. You will realize that it's the same way if you acknowledge the servant of the Lord upon among your midst. The anointing that flows in that person can also be your portion. I want you to get that because if you don't get it, you will miss out in what we're going to be sharing. I gave you an example when I started people getting into trouble, not because they deserve to be in trouble, but because they were associating with a wrong group. I will show you even in scriptures where somebody who was supposed to be blessed nearly got killed because of association with wrong group. Amen. So it works both ways. You can associate yourself with blessed people and you get blessed. Or you associate yourself with people who are in trouble and you get in trouble. Even when you did nothing wrong. Just because you associated yourself with the wrong group. So in the voice, Matthew 10.41. Read it for us. <clears throat> Matthew 10.41, the voice. You don't have the voice. Okay. Anyone, anyone who welcomes a prophet and surrenders to his prophecy will receive a prophet's reward. I want you to understand this. Anyone who welcomes the, a prophet and surrenders to his prophecy. In other words, you need to know what you are subjecting yourselves to. You get that? Some of you associate yourselves and subject yourselves 
to people that you don't even know their lifestyle. Amen? So it means when you subject yourself to that person's anointing, that will rub on you also. You get that? But then it means if you don't subject yourself to that anointing, it won't benefit you also. Because that's why sometimes you find people, people are in church and they gossip about their pastor. Then that anointing can work for you. Because you don't subject yourselves to it. Isn't it? It works like that. It says, anyone who welcomes a prophet and surrenders to his prophecy will receive a prophet's reward. So you are receiving the prophet's reward, not because you did anything good or anything, just because you associated yourself, you surrendered yourself, you welcomed this prophet. It's like when you bless those who are blessed. Some of you think that you get more blessing by blessing people who are not blessed. You get more blessed when you bless people who are blessed. Because what is on them, you are in essence saying, I want what's in you. Amen? I want to be associated with you. Amen? Amen. Amen. And then that's how it works. So it says, so repeat it and finish it. Anyone who welcomes a prophet and surrenders to his prophecy will receive a prophet's reward. And anyone who welcomes a righteous person and conforms to the righteousness that surrounds him and proceeds from him will receive a righteous man's reward. Amen. So in other words, just by association you can receive. Tell your neighbor, just by association you can receive. Amen. So if you welcome a righteous person, just because that person is righteous. So actually, that's why the Bible would say, if you welcome a prophet, other translation says, in the name of a prophet. In other words, you are welcoming them a prophet because they are a prophet. So you are acknowledging what God has placed upon their lives, and then you receive a portion of that. Amen. 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 So let's be found associated with people who have blessings. Amen. Let's be found associated with blessed people. Amen. Tell your neighbor, be associated with blessed people. So that blessing upon their lives may rub off on you. Now you can also warn them, be careful to associate yourself with wrong people. Because their cases will come on you. Amen. Amen. So it means if you associate, if you welcome this one because of who they are and you associate yourself with them, you receive. Amen. Amen. So let's do it practical with Abraham. Go to the book of Genesis, <clears throat> chapter 12. 1 to 3, we'll do it in the Amplified. Genesis 12, 1 to 3, in the Amplified. Now in Haran, the Lord said to Abram, Go for yourself for your own advantage, away from your country, from your relatives and your father's house, to the land that I will show you. I want you to look at that first. It says, when God talks with you, whatever he asks you to do is for your advantage. Tell your neighbor, whatever God wants you to do is for your advantage. Because here it says, go for yourself for your own advantage. Away from your country, 
from your relatives, from your father's house to the land I will show you. When you are asked to obey, sometimes it sounds a difficult thing. Sometimes you feel, I will be losing out. But he says it's for your advantage. Amen? Amen. So when God asks you to do something, obey. It's for your advantage. Continue. And I will make of you a great nation. Okay. So look at this. If Abraham did not obey when the Lord wanted him to go for himself for his own advantage, he would not then receive the blessings that are following here now. Because he says, when you have obeyed me and you are gone, to the land I will show you, I will make you a great nation. It is the Lord himself. It's good, tell your neighbor, it's good to wait for the Lord to make you something. Wait for the Lord to make you great. Amen. Then you don't have to fight with people. You just wait for the Lord to make you great. He said, I will make you a great nation. Mm -hmm. And I will bless you with abundant increase of favors. Amen. I like to be blessed. Mm. Mm. And make your name famous and distinguished. Yo, I like this. Some of us, we obeyed when the Lord called us from Limpopo, where we were and we were in a certain place and that. But now the Lord is making our names famous and distinguished. Amen. Amen. Because when you obey, the Lord will always do his part. Amen. Some of you, there are things that you know the Lord wants you to do. But you are counting the cost and think, it's too costly for me. But if it is the Lord wants you to do it, he knows it's for your advantage. Continue. And you'll be a blessing, dispensing good to others. I like that part. When you are blessed, you are blessed to be a blessing. You are not blessed to shine. You are not blessed to look down upon others. You are not blessed to compete. You are blessed to be a blessing. Amen. Amen. Some of you find you blessed. Maybe even in your lineage, there are no people who, who had a good work, a job like you have. Now, you're working. Be a blessing to them. Let them be glad just to be associated with you. Amen. Let them be glad to be your uncles. Hallelujah. I know it's, it's, it's also common. I know in, in Atlantis, uh, some, usually when somebody you are associated with has got a certain position, you feel great. Amen. Amen. And you even boast about it as if it's you. Amen. That's blessing by association. Amen. Amen. In other words, you're saying, I am associated with that person. So whatever is in the life of that person rubs off also on me. So he says, I will bless you and you will be a blessing. Mm -hmm. Continue. And I will bless those who blesses you. Okay. Now you see. If you bless me as a blessed person, what will the Lord do to you? He will bless you. He says, I will bless those who bless you. I want you to understand this because it's blessing by association. So you are saying, I want to bless this person because this person is blessed. So it means the blessing that is upon this person will rub off also on you. He says, I will bless those who bless you. So 
Can I just appeal to all of you? Bless me. Amen. Amen. Because you will be blessed. And if you are also blessed, let people bless you because they will rub off on that blessing upon you. Continue. I will bless those who bless you, Mm -hmm. who confer prosperity or happiness upon you, Mm. and curse him who curses or uses insolent language toward you. Do you see it works both ways? Huh? So, if I am blessed of God, and you curse me or you use an insolent language against me, what will God do with you? And you will think that I'm a witch. I'm not. You bewitched yourself by cursing people who are blessed. Amen. That's why when you are blessed, you don't have to fight your battles. Because when they fight with you, when you are blessed, the Lord says, I will be an adversary to your adversaries. So that's why you don't even have to be looking around. Hey, I heard so and so were talking about me and this and this and this. Ladies, you are good at this one. Imagine if those, general, those investigative skills, you were using them to investigate what the Lord has said about you. You would be far by now. Amen? Because you are so much concerned about what so and so said about you or what they, how they thought about you and all that. The issue is, if they curse you, they are cursing themselves because the Lord says, I will curse those who curse you. Amen. Amen. So, you get that? So, from now on, be careful before you use an insolent language against blessed people. Amen. Amen. Because some of the things that are derailing you, because you would come here and say we should pray for you. We are praying for you, but you still don't respect that anointing. You're talking down upon that anointing. Who are you fooling? Because the God who you are trusting to give you what you want, he says, but you cursing that one, how do you expect to receive a blessing from them? Amen. Amen. So he says, I will curse those who curse you. Mm-hmm. Continue. In you will all the families and kindred of the earth be blessed, and by you they will bless themselves. Amen. Blessing by association. So in other words, if you choose to be aligned to those who are blessed, it will rub off on you. And it says, in you shall all the families of the earth be blessed, and by you they will bless themselves. So you even talk and and, and talk about your association with a blessed person, and you bless yourself. Amen. Amen. I want you to understand this, because when we are talking about blessing by association, It means some of the things you get, not because you qualify to get them, but because you are associated with blessed people. So if you are associated with Abraham, the blessing that's upon Abraham rubs also on you. Amen. Amen. Yeah. This is what he's saying, the Lord here. He says, those who bless you, I'll bless them. If you receive a prophet in the name of a prophet, you will get the prophet's reward. So that's why we have to be careful who do we associate with. I will show you that even there are some people, do you know that there are people who sometimes they don't go to church or people who don't really say much about God. 
but they want to give to the work of the Lord and you find that they get blessed and you're surprised. Okay? That's what we call blessing by association. Can I show you it to you from the Bible? Can we go to the book of Genesis? Chapter 39. I want to show you somebody who got blessed because he was associated with somebody who was blessed. That person didn't deserve a blessing. And it seems it only worked for the period that he was associated with a blessed person. When he parted ways with a blessed person, the blessings also parted ways. So what does this mean to some of you? Some of you, you find that when you are under a certain anointing and you are associated with a certain group of people, things work nicely for you and you're starting to be promoted and things are working. And all of a sudden you think it's working because of yourself. You cut ties. And then when you try to do it this way, it's no longer working. You were getting it as a blessing by association. Those blessings were not looking for you. They were looking for the one you were associated with. You remember I told you about the dangerous one when we started, where sometimes some people get killed or get in trouble because they were looking for somebody you were associated with. You get that? So it means if you got any of the blessings just because you were associated with me, that blessing you didn't deserve it. So when you part ways, you should part ways with those blessings. Isn't it? Yeah. Because that's what, that was not your blessing. It was the blessing that was looking for this person, but because you were associated with that person, it rubbed off also on you. The reason why I'm always going back to that one of getting yourself in trouble, I know people, even though men know, Miss Matambere, you also know somebody who was killed uh, because that person was in a certain group and it seems people were looking. This is common among the taxi people and all those. Where you find that they are looking for the other one, but then they end up killing you because you are there. And you were not the person who was supposed to have been killed. So that's a case by association. So similarly, blessing may be looking for your pastor. And then it finds you there nearby. It rubs also, also, also off on you. Amen. 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 So be very careful who you associate with. So let's look at this. Genesis 39, 3 to 5, Amplified. And his master saw that the This Lord was Joseph. He's talking about Joseph. Joseph was a blessed, a favored man of God. Okay? Mm-hmm. And his master saw that the Lord was with him and that the Lord made all that he did to flourish and succeed in his hand. So it means the Egyptian Potiphar started seeing that this man is blessed. This man has got a favor of God upon him. Everything that he does, the Lord makes it to prosper. But then, I think uh, this one, Potiphar was wise. He realized if this is what God is doing to this person, if I do good to this person, it will rub also off on me. Read. So Joseph pleased Potiphar and found favor in his sight, and he served him. And his master made him supervisor over his house, and he put all that he had in his charge. Did you get that? So in other words, Potiphar saw that the hand of the Lord is upon 
Joseph. And he said, even though you have come here as a slave, I bought you as a slave. But I can see there is something in your life that says you are not a slave. Amen. You are much more than a slave. Amen. I want to make you in charge. Amen. 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 Where have you seen slaves being in charge? <laughs> slaves are the ones who should be serving. Now, it says you're so much blessed that even though they are labeling you, they have sold you as a slave. They labeled you as a slave. They put a price tag on you of a slave. But you are a supervisor. Amen. 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 So it means whatever tag they have put on you. Tell your neighbor, whatever tag they have put on you. When you connect with God, you will change that tag. Amen. Because it says, he made him to be a supervisor. And he put him to be in charge. So it's no longer a slave. So that tag is changed because of what Potiphar saw upon this blessed person. And when blessing is following you, it will change everything around you. Because you are blessed. So read it now and you will see now, Potiphar just by doing that. Look, verse 5. From the time that he made him supervisor in his house and over all that he had, the Lord blessed the Egyptian's house for Joseph's sake. I want you to listen to that closely. Okay? <laughs> the word of God, if the Bible was a book, we would say it's a well-written book. Okay? Those of you who analyze the plot, the theme, the whatever, the whatever, then you will see something here. So, Potiphar sees what God is doing in the life of Joseph. He sees the favor that's upon <clears throat> the life of Joseph. And Joseph finds favor in the sight of Potiphar. And Potiphar <clears throat> promoted Joseph by that action. So read verse 5. So in other words, Potiphar blessed a blessed person. You get that? Potiphar promoted Joseph, who was favored of God. Just by that action, what happened? Verse 5, reread it. From the time that he had made him supervisor Did in Did you get house. that? So in other words, Potiphar activated his miracle Amen. when he promoted Joseph. Because Joseph was blessed. Amen. And the Lord hasn't forgotten what he said, I will bless those who bless you. So now you have blessed Joseph Potiphar. You've got to get it. So repeat verse 5 and then conclude it. From the time that he had made him supervisor in his house and over all he had, the Lord blessed the Egyptian's house for Joseph's sake. And the Lord's blessing was on all that he had in the house and in the field. Amen. Did you see how Potiphar just got it? Blessing by association. Amen. Amen. Potiphar, associate yourself with Joseph. Bless Joseph, promote Joseph. Don't look down upon him as a slave. You will see what God will do with you. Amen. And Joseph's God came through for Potiphar. Amen. Okay, now I want to ask you a question. You know there was a time that soon after this they fought with David, with Joseph. When Potiphar's wife accused Joseph wrongly of wanting to rape her, and then he was taken to prison. 
Do you think the blessings still remained after Joseph was gone? No. If you read verse 5, it says, From that time that he made him supervisor in his house, and over all that he had, the Lord blessed the Egyptian's house for Joseph's sake. Did you get that? In other words, the Egyptian was not blessed on his own. He was blessed for Joseph's sake. So if the Joseph is no longer there, the sake of your blessing is no longer there. Do you get that? It sounds obvious, isn't it? Yeah. So that's why I'm saying some of you, things can work well for you when you are associated with a particular anointing. And then you start thinking it's because of you. When you do that, because the blessing was coming for Joseph's sake, you will learn when Joseph is no longer close to you, then you are an ordinary, ordinary potiphar. Amen. You become an ordinary potiphar when Joseph is no longer close to you. So, I've shown you how blessing can come by association. Can I just also do the other side so that you get warned? Those of you who still keep bad company, Beside what I told you, which is practical, you know cases of people who got into trouble because of wrong association. Isn't it? Either they get killed, they get into trouble, or even get arrested. They were looking for this group, and they find you to be part of those, and they arrest you also. And you say, no, but uh, I, wasn't, I wasn't doing that. You will speak. But the panda. In our language, we have a saying, it seems the police don't want you to talk there. They say, I, we can hear all you're saying, but this is not the platform. <laughs> so that's the issue. Cursed by association. Now go to the book of Second Chronicles. So the Bible has got answer to everything. When we choose not to obey the word of God, we do it at our own peril. Because some of you, you think, because when I'm saying this, the Holy Spirit is saying to some of you, be careful of that association. Now quickly you are making your brain numb and say, no, but they are not so bad, these people. <laughs> Why are you answering that in your mind? It means something within your spirit was whispering to you. And that's the issue. Your spirit, because it's connected to the spirit of God, doesn't push. It comes like just a brief thing. Okay? And when it just touches there, now reasoning will come and try and overpower that. No, they are not so bad anyway. Why are you doing that? Okay? Look at this. Second Chronicles 17. We'll do it in the NIV. It's in Second Chronicles 17 and Second Chronicles 18. But I just want to first show you this man, Jehoshaphat. He was a good man. Jehoshaphat was a good man. He was a God-fearing man. So I will show you that part, but I will also show you where he nearly got killed by association. It was just that 
he, he, he just survived. The Bible says, and the Lord helped him. He was supposed to be killed by association. Okay? Now look, First, Second Chronicles 17, 3-6 NIV. The Lord was with Jehoshaphat because he followed the ways of his hey. father David before him. This thing of the Lord being with people. You remember the Lord was with Joseph. Now here, the Lord was with Jehoshaphat. So if you, if your heart is right before God, the Lord will be with you. Amen. So it says the Lord was with Jehoshaphat. Uh-huh. The Lord was with Jehoshaphat because he followed the ways of his father David before him. Mm. He did not consult the Baals, but sought the God of his father and followed his commands rather than practices of Israel. The Lord established the kingdom under his control, and all Judah brought gifts of, to Jehoshaphat so that he had great wealth and honor. So when the Lord was with, jo- with Jehoshaphat, Again, wealth and honor is following Jehoshaphat because the Lord is with him. Continue. His heart was devoted to the ways of the Lord. Mm. Furthermore, he removed the high places and the Asherah's poles from Judah. So do you see that Jehoshaphat was blessed because he loved God. Like some of you, you love God and you are blessed and the Lord is with you. So go to chapter 18, from verse 1 to verse 8, still in NIV. Now Jehoshaphat had great wealth and honor. Okay, Jehoshaphat had great wealth and honor. So it's picking up from chapter 17. You remember it said he had great wealth. So he had great wealth and honor. Uh And he allied himself with Ahab by marriage. Oh, Jehoshaphat had great wealth and honor and he allied or allied himself. He associated himself with Ahab. Do you know Ahab? You remember Ahab? One of the evil kings of Israel. You remember Jezebel? Huh? You have this Jehoshaphat a blessed man, a man with favor of God upon his life, but he allied himself, he allied himself with Ahab. He, it's like when country, when they say a particular country is an ally to another country, it means they, they are sticking with each other. So Jehoshaphat, with all that God was saying about him, allied himself with Ahab. Okay. See how now now they are starting to be friends. Read. Some years later, he went down to see Ahab in Samaria. <laughs> this is even nice. Mm. It's even Jehoshaphat was going to Ahab. You know, it's funny. Some of you, with the blessing of God upon your life, you're still the ones who go to Ahab's. At least for some of you it's better because Ahabs follow you. And you try to ignore these Ahabs because they were associated with you before you were a Christian. Now they still think you are still their, their friend. And you're trying to run away from Ahab. And you don't know how. Can I give you a trip to run away from uh, Ahab? 
invite them to church. When they get close to you, keep on talking about the Bible, they will get bored. They will tell you, ah, you are boring, man. We're now a borer. <laughs> That's how you get rid of Ahab's. Okay? But now in this case, Ahab, uh, it's Jehoshaphat going to Ahab. Okay. Ahab slaughtered many sheep and cattle for him and the people with him. Hey, and- the Ahab's are very good at... <laughs> And throwing parties for people. Do you know some of you who, you just get born again now. You used to have a group of people you used to drink with. Okay? And you were always partying together and all that. Just the small moment you get to be with him, you will see what Ahab's can do for you. They will treat you nicely and you think, this is good. So they are, he's slaughtering all this and he says, let's celebrate. Okay? Continue. Ahab slaughtered many sheep and cattle for him and the people with him and urged him to attack Ramoth Gilead. Mm-hmm. Ahab king of Israel asked Jehoshaphat king of Judah, will you go with me against Ramoth Gilead? Jehoshaphat replied, I am as you are and my people as your people. We will join you in the war. Okay. So he did not align himself only in marriage and that association. So he's even saying, even when you go to war, our armies will be one with your armies. My people are your people. We are one. But at least he still had a sense. I think after he said that, something within him said, but you are a man of God. Did you ask God? Read. But Jehoshaphat also said to the king of Israel. (laughs) Okay. You see, so the first part that spoke, it was Jehoshaphat, the mind. My people are your people. We are one. We can go to war with you. We can help you. Now Jehoshaphat the spirit said. First seek the counsel of the Lord. So the king of Israel. Okay. You get that. (laughs) So this is interesting. It's the same Jehoshaphat. So you can see there were two things there. Because he said something. But something in him said. You just want to go without even checking if this is what God wants you to do. Then he said, oh, by the way, let's first seek the counsel of God. So he should have sought the counsel of God first before committing himself to go and help, if he indeed wanted to seek the counsel of God. You know that sometimes you seek the counsel of God just to make, so that the answer must be what you were already thinking of doing. If the answer comes the other way, you still go and do what you wanted to do anyway. You get that? So he says, we are going to help you. Your people are our people. Our armies can work with each other. No problem. And quickly, hey, but let's first seek the counsel of God. Okay? So the king of Israel brought together the prophets, 400 men, and asked them, shall we go to war against Ramoth Gilead, or shall I not? Okay? So he called the prophets... So many people have got titles, prophets, and all that, and all that. And some of you, when you are in trouble, you quickly think of them. Not all people who have got a label of a prophet are prophets. Okay? Yeah. So, but he called them. Let's see. Go, they answered. For God will give it into the king's hand. Do you know that's usually what people want? 
when you go to a man of God to prophesy over you, prophesy, man of God. <laughs> You're not expecting, you remember this story. You remember the story of the buckler and the baker? With, uh, when they dreamt with Joseph, when Joseph was in prison. You remember? The butler and the baker. Okay? Both of them dreamt, and this one dreamt, and he came and said, Joseph, man of God, tell me. I dreamt this and this and this. What does this mean? He says, oh, this is what it means. Pharaoh, in such a short period, he will take you out, and he will restore you to your original position, and you will serve Pharaoh again. The other one was, I also dreamt. What does that my dream mean? Then this one, uh, then Joseph was not intimidated like some of you who always only say what people want to hear. He said, but for you, unfortunately, your dream means not many days from here, Pharaoh will take you out of prison and then cut your head off. You are going to be killed. That's what you get. Okay? So here they just say, they speak what people wanted to hear. Go. The Lord will be with you. That sounds good, isn't it? Continue. But Jehoshaphat asked, is there no longer a prophet of the Lord here whom uh-huh. we can inquire of? Okay. Did you hear that? Even after the 400 have spoken, something within Jehoshaphat was saying, is this really from God? Okay? Jehoshaphat now asks, after 400, that sounds like an unfair question, isn't it? If I only brought one prophet, then you can ask me, are there no other prophets? But I give you 400 prophets, and they speak something, and you still say, is there no prophet of God that we can listen to? So it means in his heart, he knew what the Lord was saying. Something was not connecting from his spirit with what is so-called prophecy. Because some of you, you always want to hear this prophecy. But it's not connecting to what is in your spirit. Because if it's from God and it's about your life, the Lord has got to make it connect with what is in you. Isn't it? So Jehoshaphat feels it's not connecting. Is there no other prophet of God that we can go to? Okay. The king of Israel answered Jehoshaphat. There is still one prophet through whom we can inquire. Uh, okay. So it means the king knew there was still this other one, but this other one is not put in the same group with this one. You get 400 and you leave one person out. Because he says, and there is still one. Just one person, you leave him out when you got your 400. But there is still one. But what's the problem with this one? But I hate him. <laughs> <laughs> But I hate him because he never prophesies anything good about me. Okay. Some of you, you want prophets that will speak what you want to hear. Okay. So he says, I hate this other one. I know there is another one, but I hate him. Because every time uh, he prophesies things that are better. No, but if you are an evil Ahab, how do you expect good things? That's what you get for being an evil man. Isn't it? He says, but I hate him because he prophesies things that are bad against me. No, you attracted bad things against yourself. The man of God is just telling you what's coming your way. Okay. He is Micaiah, 
son of Imla. The king shall not say such a thing, Jehoshaphat replied. So the king of Israel called one of his officials and said, Bring Micaiah, son of Imla, at once. Dressed in their royal robes, the king of Israel and Jehoshaphat, king of Judah, were sitting on their thrones at the threshing floor by the entrance of the gate of Samaria. Okay, I will summarize it for you for the sake of time. So what happened is that then when they called Mikhail, go to chapter 18, verse 16 to 17. So look at Mikhail's prophecy. Then Mikhail answered, I saw all Israel scattered on the hills like a sheep without a shepherd. And the Lord said, these people have no master. Let each one go home in peace. The king of Israel said to Jehoshaphat, Didn't I tell you that he never prophesies anything good about me, but only bad? You see, I told you. This is what he's saying. And you know what the man of God said? Micaiah, they said, okay. They, they took him, they said, take him to prison. He said, and he said, when I come back, I'll deal with you. Then the man of God said, if you come back, then it means the Lord didn't speak with me. Yes, you can go. But I'm telling you, you're not coming back. Okay? Now go to verse 28 to 34. So now they are in battle. Okay? I want to show you now the point that I was drawing you to. Curses by association. Jehoshaphat is a blessed man, but he's hanging around with a cursed guy. Now read. So the king of Israel and Jehoshaphat, king of Judah, went up to Ramoth Gilead. The king of Israel said to Jehoshaphat, I will enter the battle in disguise, but you wear your royal robes. So the king of Israel disguised himself and went into battle. Now the king of Aram had ordered his chariot commanders, do not fight with anyone, small or great, except the king of Israel. You see when things are... <laughs> planned against you, when the enemy is playing tricks and planning things against you. So, these were two kings, okay? The king of Israel and the king of Judah, Jehoshaphat and Ahab. Now, the enemy had said, the troops of the enemy, they said, we should not fight anybody. We must go for the king. Now, Ahab had just said to Jehoshaphat, without knowing, you see how now Jehoshaphat is going to get into trouble. You remain as the king. I will disguise myself and be like the rest of the guys. Now who's going to get killed? They are looking for the king. Thinking they are looking for Jehoshaphat. They are looking for Ahab. You get that? They think they are looking for Ahab. Tell your neighbor they think they are looking for Ahab. A mistaken identity. Read. When the chariot commanders saw Jehoshaphat, they thought, this is the king of Israel. <laughs> okay. You see, they thought, when they saw that, when they see this king, oh, we got our target now. This is the king of Israel. This is the guy we must kill. Mm. Mm -hmm. So they turned to attack him. Okay. But Jehoshaphat cried out, and the Lord helped him. Oh. <laughs> God drew them away from him. Near miss. They were coming for him thinking he is Ahab. He's the guy we are looking for. Then, fortunately, the grace of the Lord is always sufficient. Some of you, 
You didn't get killed. They were looking for you. The grace saved you. So don't play with that grace. Don't keep on going to the Arabs. You will take the curses of Arabs upon your lives. So read it and complete it. They will still kill Ahab anyway. When you are an evil man, they will still get you. When the chariot commanders saw Jehoshaphat, they thought, this is the king of Israel. So they turned to attack him, but Jehoshaphat cried out, and the Lord helped him. God drew them away from him. Mm. For when the chariot commanders saw that he was not the king of Israel, they stopped pursuing him. Okay, so they, in this case, fortunately, because Jehoshaphat prayed, they picked up that this is the wrong guy. But they wanted to kill him. You get that? Then quickly they realized, okay, this is the wrong guy. <laughs> Let's not kill him. Continue. But someone drew his bow at random and hit the king of Israel between the breastplate Ow. and the scale armor. You draw the bow at random <laughs> and you still hit the target. And you tell me it's a coincidence. Huh? It says someone, because now they left, they realized, no, this is not the right guy. The guy we're looking for, maybe it's among some people here. Let's just go random. <laughs> drew at random and what happened? They drew, but someone drew his bow at random and hit the king of Israel between the breastplate and the scale armor. The king told the chariot driver, wheel around and get me out of the fighting. I've been wounded. All day long, the battle raged, and the king of Israel propped himself up in his chariot, facing the Amaran until evening. Then at sunset, he died. Okay. The man of God told you, you're not coming back. The man of God told you, Ahab, you're not coming back. He said, no, this one keeps on talking bad things against me. We're going. And when I come back, I'll sort you out. It's okay. If the Lord didn't speak with me, then it's fine. You will sort me out when you come back. But I'm telling you, you're not coming back. But what I wanted to show you here, the others were deserts. The main thing I wanted to show you here is that King Jehoshaphat nearly got killed because of wrong association. So I've proven it to you in scriptures. Okay? I did not only tell you your experiences and things that you know. You know already. People getting into trouble by wrong association. But I've given you a scripture. Isn't it? I've given you a verse. It's in the word. Jehoshaphat nearly got killed because of wrong association. So be careful who you associate with. Amen? So I think let's conclude because of the sake of time and we still need to celebrate let me just conclude with Exodus because I just want to show you that in the same way as a family now, because we are family, as you are benefiting from the anointing that's upon my life, that's upon this ministry, each one of us has got a role to play. Amen. Okay? And we win together. Amen. We don't have to compete with each other on each other's roles. That's why you don't all have to be preaching here. Some of you should sit and some of us must preach. Similarly, some of you, you made this place look beautiful. Isn't it beautiful? Amen. But we are all benefiting from this beauty. Because we are one team. Amen. So in other words, 
how the Lord wants us to operate as a body. As the oil is moving from the head and going down, we should be, how good and how pleasant is it for brethren to dwell together in unity. As we are united in purpose, each one of us understanding our role, the anointing will flow. The Lord will keep on commanding his blessings upon us and lie forevermore. Amen. Amen. Now look at this Exodus 17, 8 to 15. We are landing with this one for the sake of time. I think I've driven my point home. Blessing by association. So the cursing by association, I just felt we need to also tell you that. Because there are others who need that one. There are others who need that warning. Okay? So that the day when they now get you, and now you will remember the message I just said. Okay? But it might be too late for some of you. So rather, take it as the Lord's warning. And get away from Ahab's. You are a Jehoshaphat. You are something better than the tag they are putting around you. Amen. Exodus 17, 8 to 15. I want you to see now, when the children of Israel were going to fight the Amalekites, I want you to see the order. And I like this order also in church. Each one of us has got a role. Okay? Read from 8 to 15 Amplified. Or you can do it any version, it will be fine. But I would have preferred Amplified, but it's fine. Exodus 17, 8 to 15. Then, then came Amalek, descendants of Esau, and fought with Israel at Repetim. Mm. And Moses said to Joshua, Choose out... Choose us out men and go, and go out. Fight with Amalek. Tomorrow I will stand on the top of the hill with the rod of God in my hand. So Joshua, so Joshua did as Moses said and fought with Amalek. And Moses, Aaron, and Hare went up to the hilltop. When Moses held up his hand, Israel prevailed. And when he lowered his hand, Amalek prevailed. But Moses' hands were heavy and grew weary. So the other man took a stone and put it under him, and he sat on it. Then Aaron and Hur held up his hands, one on one side and one on the other side. So his hands were steady until the going down of the sun. And Joshua mowed down and disabled Amalek and the people with the, with the sword, Okay. And the Lord said to Moses. Okay, no, it's up to there. So, and Joshua mowed down. So he mowed them down. Okay? And disabled them with the sword. But I want you to look at this. I want to show you different. So there is God. There is Moses. There is Joshua. There is the group of soldiers. There is Aaron and Hare. You get that? Each one has got a role to play in this victory. So Moses says to Joshua, Joshua, go and choose for us soldiers. Okay? So that's why sometimes you would find, even in the church, the Lord would say something to me and I delegate this person. This person delegates the other one or they goes and asks the other one to do something. When that person asks you to do that, it's all for the bigger picture. Okay? Now, Instead of Moses choosing soldiers, 
he tells Joshua, go and choose soldiers for us. So it means those soldiers, because they are chosen by you, they will be subjected to you. You are chosen by me, you will be subjected to me. I'm chosen by God, I will be subjected to God. You get that? So now, he goes and gets the soldiers. The soldiers went and fight with Amalek. The Bible says, David, uh, Moses said, I will go to the hill with Aaron and her, and you guys will be fighting. How do you think people who don't trust Moses would have felt? Soldiers who didn't trust Moses. You go to the hill where there are no enemies, and you send us to the battle lines where we can get killed. You think you are smarter than us? Hmm? Because there are some people who think when you are on top of the mountain and you are lifting up the stuff, they think you are not working. They will say, ah, pastor, we were working the whole night decorating and doing all these things and the pastor is just on the mountain in the hill. (laughs) You get that? Because what you always regard as work, do you know that that's why, you know, even in big companies, especially in mining industry, people who are actually the food soldiers who go down there and risk to be killed, they get less. The guy who just thinks and stay in his office gets a lot of money for thinking. You get that? So now, I want to show you where the victory comes. The victory doesn't come with those guys that are down there drilling the holes. The victory t- comes with who is on top. That's why even with ESCOM and all the things, people are always asking, get the right guy on top. You will solve all these other things. Okay? So now, Moses goes to the top of the mountain with Aaron and her. The Bible says, as Moses lifted up his rod, what happens to, the, to, to jo- Joshua and the people when they were fighting? They are winning. Joshua and the army winning, winning, winning. And what happens when Moses gets tired and his hands goes down? Huh? It's there in your Bibles. So then the enemies started overpowering them. So it means the strength was not about those soldiers. It was about who is lifting them up. Who is behind them. Who is backing you up? Amen. So it means as I'm lifting my hands, praying to God for you, and as you succeed and think that you are succeeding, you are succeeding by association. Amen. Amen. Somebody is lifting them, their hands up. Okay? Now, listen to this. Now the hands, so it's, it means it's not, it was not only Moses who was on top of the mountain. That's why I also need some guys who are, we can't all be food soldiers. Otherwise we'll be in trouble. Okay? And then, it means even those that we go to the mountain, there should be some Aaron and Hess that goes with Moses to the mountain. Okay? To lift up the hands of Moses. Okay? So listen to this. It's there in Leading the Flock, my first book. Some of you have it. So it says, 
as they were lifting their hands up, so that because the rod was the one that was giving them victory when it was lifted up. When Moses got tired, don't you think common sense would have been Aaron or her? Let's make tents. The old man is tired now. Now it's my turn to lift up the rod. Do you think they would have still won? Mm-mm. And they knew better. Instead of them taking the rod and saying, we are still strong, old man. We'll lift it up. Uh-uh. They said, let's get something. Let's support him. Let's get something and let's put, we, 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 we need this man. He's connected to God. We, we want how God works with him to, to, to rub off on us. They put that and then they said, oh, if their hands are the ones which are tied, hey, go the other side. Let's lift his hands. But that's not common sense. Because common sense is why do you have to lift the hand of this guy? Why don't you just take the rod and lift it up yourself? Okay? It doesn't work that way. Blessing by association. Amen. 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 Are you getting this? Amen. Is it clear to you? Amen. So as we get victories, let's always remember there are some Moseses. Amen. Amen. And Moses needs support. Amen. Moses needs Aaron and her. Because it means also for Moses, it won't work if Moses goes as a lone ranger. Because when he gets tired, there will be no Aaron or her. So today we are here to celebrate as a family. And I believe we are a complete family like this one. Amen. Where there is God, there is Moses, there is Aaron and her. There is Joshua, they are soldiers, but we all one body. And when we win, we win together as a team. And we are here to celebrate as the end of year function. Celebrate the victories together. Amen? Amen. We are here to celebrate the victories together. So what we're going to do now, I believe you got it, blessing by association. And it's very relevant for us as a family. You associate yourself with the blessed Abraham, Abraham's blessings are yours. Amen. You get that?